This guy's fighting him for 45 minutes, and the Night King dies in one fucking... I mean, let's just get right. to the real problem with the last season. Not one boob. Yes, yes. Uh, that, that's what it comes to. I don't want to say... You got Arya's side boob. You got Arya's side which was, boob. Which I didn't really know how no. to feel about. I, I don't know if I should, like, cover my eye, call the police, or, like... Right, 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 right. Go. You had to report yourself. <laughs> everybody it's your boy dj omowski i'm with tony mass and wally z and we have a very special guest here today mr dalton cross what's up dalton what's up fellas how's it going good to have you here thanks good for coming thanks for coming bro appreciate you guys having me on so we have a sachem legend in the building um we're we're sachem alumni as well uh just knowing sachem and knowing you you're a couple years younger than us but we were you know when we hit our less than prime i guess when we were uh washed up we were watching you and in, in your progress and your process so talk a little bit about your football process and growing up in Sachem so yeah like you said Sachem through and through I mean I only went there for two years but I feel like I feel like you know I graduated you became a legend there. in two years that's pretty that's it nuts. My, my you're like parents, Durant <laughs> all right my parents graduated from Sachem so kind of had that background throughout my whole life growing up uh but I grew up in uh, Shoreham and where I I went through elementary school middle school and the first two years of high school um, and then me, my brother, my family just made a, a collective decision to transfer to Sachem um, pretty much for like the football aspect mm-hmm. of things. And we just felt like Shoreham wasn't serious about their, you know, football. And there was more of like a lacrosse school and a mm-hmm. wrestling school and um, and all those things. So probably the best decision we've made in our lives. We we loved it. We were welcome, uh, you know, welcome with open arms right away. And and. Uh, yeah, so I came in there 11th and 12th grade and was able to, you know, play well and do my thing and um, lacrosse and football. And then, you know, just took off from there and college and we'll hear about the rest, I'm sure, as we as we continue to talk. But. So you have <laughs> one brother? Yeah, one younger brother. One younger brother. And uh, so growing up, I guess you guys were just playing sports together and just you, you guys are pretty close? Yeah, yeah, very close. I think we're 21 months apart, so we were two grades apart. So, I mean, we grew up doing everything. We... Uh, we played like PAL football with uh, with the Sound Sharks from from when we were four or five years old. I think is when we started playing tackle football. Yeah. Is there anything your brother's better than you at? Uh, <laughs> in my opinion, no. <laughs> Except for school. that's the older brother mentality. Definitely, definitely school. Gotcha. School's, yeah, over, school's overrated. Yeah, school's overrated. Yeah, yeah, he can have that one. That's what I said. <laughs> I, I gave him that one. But uh, no, he. In, in all seriousness, he was a very very good athlete and uh, you guys were like the bash bros when you guys came over yeah yeah he was unbelievable in like middle school um like growing up elementary school middle school like he was he hit puberty and was so much more mature physically than everybody yeah that he like it was almost scary to watch him play because like you think he's gonna hurt somebody on every play he was a he was an absolute truck um he actually played in like a, a youth all-American game in seventh and eighth grade down in San Antonio, um, where he played with uh, like Sony Michelle, uh, oh damn, Christian McCaffrey, damn, yeah, a bunch of those guys were in the same game with him in seventh and eighth grade, which was pretty cool. Um, and then he he wound up having a lot a ton of injuries, um, tore his ACL in tenth grade, damn, uh, which was my senior year, and then came back from that and tore his hamstring, and, damn. 
he played and continued to play, and he was a Division One scholarship athlete at uh, Lafayette, um, where he had a good career, um, mm-hmm. and and you know did really well in the classroom. Obviously, that was kind of his. He shifted his focus from, you know, at in middle school. I'd say he was like an NFL guy. He wanted to play in the NFL, and that yeah. was kind of his dream. But as he went through so many things, he kind of shifted to, you know, the classroom where he would study all the time and get yeah. three point eight to four point oh and. Damn. and uh, in a tough academic situation um, at Lafayette, which is a Patriot League school, playing a Division One sport and doing ROTC. Damn. Bro. So he was, yeah, he's just like an old. He's a boss, dude. Yeah. My, my, I have a headache just... Yeah, that's I'm a headache just looking, I'm like, fuck, dude, I can't pass. I'm like getting Trust flashbacks. Me. Trust me, bro. Every time I like, I tell people that story or even when I think about it myself, I'm like, how the hell did he do these things? I remember talking to him like on a, on a regular day and I'd be like, like, what'd you do today? And it was was up at 4.30 a.m. and went to ROTC, and we ran two miles and did the physical test or whatever, and then I went to a football lift at 6.30, and then I had class from this time to this time, and then football practice, and then it was it was just insane. Like, the schedule was, that yeah, I was getting home at 4.30. You know? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. It's, it's, an, it's no joke when, uh, you know, just because uh, I played sports in college too, it's like you're, you need to love the sport. And because it's it's not a, only a full time job, it's just all you think about. You're consumed about that. There's like just not only competing. You got right the dietary stuff. Oh, yeah. You're lifting. It's like almost two days every day. hundred percent. That was kind of my next question because I know you were pretty obviously great in college. But like the step from high school football, like the commitment, like how much more is that from just college, high school to college? Really? In terms of the stuff that was mandatory, like I mean, high school you have lifts and you know what I mean. You had the, you had that kind of stuff, but. To me personally, I was always like super motivated and super yeah. driven in terms of eating the right things, lifting, working out, going to practice, do you know what I mean? Like doing all that kind of thing. Um, and I definitely wouldn't be where I am or have, have accomplished the things I did had it not been for that mindset. So mm-hmm. for sure, going to from high school to college, I think from going from Shoreham to Sachem was definitely a jump that helped prepare me for Sachem to college, which I went to the University of New Hampshire. Um, but yeah, in, in, in terms of just playing a Division One sport in college, like you guys said, it's a full time job and you're always in study hall or working out oh, yeah. or diet plan. Your schedule's full and your schedule's made for you pretty much, right? It's yeah. Like- yeah, and that's that's kind of the whole thing you hear about all the time now with guys not getting paid in college. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean division one, division two, whatever, but especially at these, you know, Alabamas and, and these Dukes and Kentuckys and basketball and, and all these big, big time schools that draw so much revenue to the NCAA in millions of dollars and, and not seeing anything. And they're forced to be at these lifts and these study halls and these, they don't have one free second. And then on top of all that stuff that they have to do, media obligations, and then you're asking them to maintain a 3.0 or 2.8 or whatever the, the grade point average is that you have to be eligible to play. So you got to go to class and you got to study and you got to do your homework and you got to do well on tests and it's just it's such a full plate man and that's all time that is taken out of your day that maybe if you you could work like some that the average student could work during that time like that's the time you don't have right so yeah so it's so you have all this stuff on your plate uh, that i just went through and you're not getting a dollar so Mm. so how do you go buy this and buy that granted scholarships are awesome and your pell grant but it's still sometimes it's paying for school is nice and not having student debt but the scholarship doesn't really help you live on a day to day basis, mm-hmm. especially for an athlete who's like supplement not, not so great, stuff. or you know, like not right. projected to go to the next level. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? Like there's exactly. like an average person who's good at the sport and they're playing right. on the college level, but you know, there's not there's no next step for them. And that's ninety seven percent of the college exactly. athletes. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's there's two or three percent that wind up going on to 
play at the next level and be able to make some money playing, you know what I mean, playing the sport. But like I said, 97, 98% of the guys aren't, aren't those guys. So Yeah. I think another thing with college is like, how much more of it is it like, you know, in high school, it's like a family setting. Football is like a more, more feels like family. Then it feels like a business when you get to college. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. That you hit it right on the head there. Um, and it's every level you go to. So high school is the the purest form of the game. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Is what I'll say is you're just playing with your friends that you grew up with. You know what I mean? Since kindergarten, first grade, um, you're playing for the, you, you grow up in that program year after year after year. When mm-hmm. you go to college, um, in particular, my case, New Hampshire, University of New Hampshire, where I decided to go, um, was a very, very family family type atmosphere, which is one of the reasons why I chose to go there when yeah. I went up there on my official visit. Um, I got lucky. I know so many people that I've crossed paths with and been friends with, mm-hmm. and whether in the NFL or at camps in the summer or, uh, or whatever it was, um, that didn't have anywhere close to that experience that I had, um, where it was strictly business and, and strictly that kind of thing. But don't get me wrong, even where I was at New Hampshire was still... Um, more business feel mm-hmm. and more because you're getting scholarships you know what I mean people are getting cut or getting their scholarships taken away um, it's more of a revenue base like the, the school is focused on drawing crowds to the games and, and bringing in revenue for the school yeah. and the athletic program um, but then going from college to the NFL or in college to professional football was a billion times what, yeah like a billion times different where it was strictly business they don't care about anything like who you are what your background is your family your situation your financial financial situation personal situation it was what are you doing for me today to help my football team be better and if the the balance wasn't it if you're not doing enough you were yeah. gone like that no exactly. questions asked no matter what well, the thing is, is like in college, you're responsible for doing your own, you know, rehab and getting back into shape and, you know, taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, you know, they'll bring in someone else. They'll bring in a state champ, you know, right. and exactly. yeah. next and man up. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Especially college. And like I said, even more so from college to the pros, it's every level that, I, that I've been at. It's been more and more every time. So <laughs> high school to college, college to the NFL. It was just like noticeably more business type or, or whatever you want to call it a, a more of a business feel and less of that you know job security family yeah like in high school obviously I knew I was the guy and I you know what I mean I wasn't ever not going to be the guy when right. you go to college uh, and especially at a division one level every single person they bring in was, was that guy, guy at yeah. their high school exactly and then when you go from college to the NFL oh, I mean and I didn't play it in Alabama you know what I mean I played at a division one double a CAA school is great football, but it, like I said, it wasn't an SEC school. Yeah. So even more so when I went from New Hampshire to the Indianapolis Colts, it was just like still football at the end of the day. And I knew I could play there and I knew I belonged, but every single person from top to bottom was the best of the best. Yeah. yeah. I want to get back to actually want to ask you a question about college. So you went to the University of New Hampshire, right? Yep. Uh, obviously growing up on Long Island, it's like a, it's a culture shock. I'm assuming going to another state. After growing sure. up in one's place, what's the weirdest shit? Like you seem like New Hampshire, like people do, or like just just like what's, some. What's the most New Hampshire thing? <laughs> you think of, yeah. If you see, it's like it's like fuck. That is so New Hampshire. Oh, I can tell you one thing that's actually pretty funny. Um, so, being from New York and being from Long Island and being in the city and you know what I mean that that type of thing, in terms of driving, 
So when I was up in New Hampshire, there was crosswalks, right? Like at every every other 100 feet, there was probably a crosswalk. And being a pretty big school, I think we had 15,000, 16,000 undergrads. It was always a busy campus. It wasn't a commuter campus, so everybody's on campus. And every time you're driving there, somebody is walking across the street literally with blinders on like they don't give they don't give a fuck like they don't give a fuck they're just they just walk so like they'll yeah. be like headphones in just expecting the cars to stop because i guess that's just the kind of how they do things yeah, yeah. new hampshire new england whatever it is but i probably almost hit 15 different oh people while i was up there like just driving and and being where I'm from is people are always, they just wait on the side of the road. Uh-huh. And when there's no more traffic, that's when you run across the road. Yeah. And they, these kids would just be like, this is like six straight frogger. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, books, books in hand, headphones in like, and I shit you not just str- looking straight, like not to even checking if there's a car coming and just like sometimes even running like jogging, they would just be like on a jog and not look just and don't care and you just have to slam on your brakes have you seen any accidents like people just like fucking there was a couple kids that got hit by cars yeah well i probably I'm... heard like two or three and i think they got like either free tuition or they got a, a nice financial well now program. we know why they do that right so they're probably, yeah. Yeah. it's probably like a yeah, yeah. just keep keep fucking do not look just keep running right? keep running all right <laughs> yeah, they, they're just trying to get hit by cars so they can get some uh, some financial breaks. I wish someone told me that because I would have got hit by a fucking car for free hey. tuition. Yeah. Hey man, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of things you can do to uh, to beat the system. I guess <laughs> I guess that was one of their favorite ones up there. Man. That's really rolling the dice, but yeah. <laughs> times are tough. The comedy yeah, was yeah. tough. But, uh, you go to school. <laughs> You gotta hope that the car is going slow, and and maybe you can kind of see it out of the corner of your eye, so you just can jump up a little bit. This way, it kind of you know shoot you 10, 15 feet, and you have a couple of scrapes and rub some dirt on, it and you'll be all right. Yeah. Fuck, that is so New Hampshire. Right. Dude. There you go. What are what are some of the foods like? I guess that you missed when you were at college, missed from Long Island, just New York in general, and then what are the, some of the foods that you at New Hampshire are like? Ah, eh, damn, this is actually pretty good. That's an easy question to answer because it's very cut and dry. So. Yeah. Being away from Long Island is bagels and pizza. Of course. I mean, it's, yeah. Anyone, if yeah, if you're from Long Island, you don't, that's, that's you not your answer. Yeah. You need to get the fuck out Anybody who doesn't say that or anybody who's listening to this and, like, didn't know that I was going to say that is... is <laughs> um, no, because everything, anywhere else outside of, like, Long Island or in the city, it's, like, fucking Thomas's or Martin yeah. bagels and shit. It's, like, yeah. pre- pre- yeah, prepackaged. Bro. Yeah, so, actually, my girlfriend is from uh, um, Illinois, and... Same thing. Just if you're not on Long Island, you don't know bagels. Pretty right, much is, right. is how it goes, mm-hmm. bro. When I was like telling her about bagels, literally the only thing she knew of what what a bagel was was like the Thomas Lenders oh, bagels oh, like, uh, that you buy in like Walmart on a shelf. Dude, yeah. it's like yeah, like bagels. And I'm like, no, 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 That like like a bagel store. You don't. And she's like, no, like. And then I took her to a place when she came and visited literally like culture shock like had no idea what a what a bagel was my god didn't know there was like a cinnamon raisin didn't know there was any such thing as a, a, everything bagel She's like babe there's fucking raisins in my bagel <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is going on yeah um but then the second part of your question uh food up there yeah seafood uh really lobster oh yeah main lobster uh, my favorite food i mean probably Definitely top three or top five favorite foods of all time is like a lobster roll. Like yeah. Like main lobster yeah. roll. That sounds so good. They have so many it's good the places up there. I feel, like, I feel like Long Island's up there though and, and seafood. I mean, yeah, I'm sure New Hampshire is definitely 10 times better than Long Island, but I feel like we have a strong seafood game. Yeah, we're, we're, we're also, we were right by Maine. We were like yeah, 15, yeah, yeah. Minutes, 15 minutes from the border. Yeah. So 
and, and Long Island is good seafood. I feel like Long Island has good everything, but seafood is just not what I think of when I hear Long Island. Yeah, true. It's like pizza, yeah. fucking pizza. It's, it's a bagels, think of more, Chinese spot. I guess like a heavy Italian food, right? Like right. pasta, Italian, right. yes. Um, all right, so like in, uh, I guess like going back to high school, who were some of your influences growing up? Because I, I want to touch on the lacrosse thing because you did get college offers for lacrosse too, and I know you were kind of torn in terms of not necessarily where your heart is, but uh, different types of offers, so many things coming at you, so right. you kind of had to make a tough decision. But uh, I guess just jumping back, who were some of your influences growing up in high school? Um, influences? I mean, I'd say an easy one is my parents. Yeah. Just in terms of like they're both like – unbelievably supportive extremely hardworking. um so it was just easy like from a young age to you know follow their lead and see how they do things and they set a great example for me and my brother um and then in terms of like you're looking for like an like athletes yeah who were some of the i mean it could be local or it could just be you know someone you know in the nfl or just who were some of the things that you kind of emulated some people you emulated um, one guy that I know is, is mutual with all of us is Marcus Stroman, mm-hmm. who uh, you know we're friends with, um, and he's a guy that was three or four years older than me, um, and being around him and watching what he did when you know when I was in seventh, eighth, ninth grade is when he was kind of doing his thing in high school. Um, so just in that respect, and and some of the things he you know he stood for and his chip on his shoulder that he always had in terms of being a short pitcher mm-hmm. i kind of related to and being a white running back um from long island mm-hmm. not a not a big time football area um where it's a bigger lacrosse area yep. so i was heavily recruited and one of the top players in the country in lacrosse but i felt like i was better at football than i was at lacrosse so it was kind of you know what i mean that chip on my shoulder mentality um so he's a guy, especially a local guy, a friend. He was someone I could, you know, look to and, and see someone who did it before I did. Yeah, I think, you know, we had the opportunity, all of us here, have to meet Marcus and just knowing, you know, I didn't know him or I guess growing up, but just now the having an opportunity to meet him and, and to talk to him is that, you know, one of the, the I guess, things that make him so successful you can just see it is that how locked in how focused right. and how how much he can just kind of block other things out and just keep himself uh you know mentally jacked up and uh do, are, those, are those some of the things you saw while he was growing up yeah absolutely and that yeah i mean i'm a big guy where like i'll i'll watch marcus and how he operates um on the field off the field i'm a big uh like michael jordan fan so i've read Michael Jordan books, I've watched Michael Jordan documentaries and stuff like that. Um, and the list goes on. There's there's a lot of guys like that. But I'm a kind of guy that I'll take a little something from here, a little something from here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? See how Marcus tells something, see, read a story about Michael Jordan, and I'll kind of incorporate that into my own mental and my own, you know, physical stuff that I do, the way I train, the way I eat, the way I think about things, the way I process things. Mm-hmm. And I'll just kind of use and find what works for me and kind of take something a little bit from everywhere and mold it into my own, you know, philosophy or, or um, just way I do things, really. Yeah. I know you mentioned that your parents are your, your role models and they influenced you a lot, just sports and in life. What are some of the things that you think about that, you know, that come to mind with your parents that, oh, this is a quality that I want to have because... Um, you know, it, it makes you proud of them. Um, hardworking for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's an easy one. Yeah, there's so many, obviously, but but how hardworking they are. Um, my dad was a he's in marketing and advertising. Um, he was became a partner at a at a pretty decent sized firm. Um, I want to say maybe like twenty years ago, fifteen twenty years ago. Um, 
that wound up like failing. They had a partner that came in and kind of messed everything up mm. for him. So him and one of the other uh, people that he worked with started their own marketing firm called Next Gen Advertising, which I think is now probably year eight to ten that they've been doing it and become super successful. And um, but that's just something he's done. And then my mom is um, unbelievable in terms of. Uh, like her work ethic and how prepared she always is. She was a teacher, um, a, a math teacher, and then she worked her way up to an assistant principal. And then now she's the principal at Rocky Point High School. And actually, she just got the <clears throat> assistant superintendent job. Wow. Damn. Shout so out your like, mom. Yeah. yeah. Shout so out to like, your moms. She, she's, yeah, she's unbelievable in terms of uh, just leading the way and, and showing me and my brother, you know what I mean, just how hard she works and and especially as a woman you know what I yeah mean? with all this stuff that we're hearing nowadays and I'm not sure the numbers but I'm sure there's not very I'm sure there's not more women principals on Long Island mm-hmm. than there are men yeah. and yeah. and the same type of thing so she's just kind of um you know break broken that mold with her work ethic and her preparation and she's uh definitely I definitely look up to her a lot for that so. yeah it sounds like just, you know, using their skill sets and their hard work to, to kind of overcome obstacles in life is, you know, kind of played a part in your life, which is really dope. Um, I wanted to go back to the lacrosse thing, too. Um, I know that you were, you know, obviously you're a multi-talented uh, athlete. So, you know, when you come from Long Island, right, where people, all eyes are on Long Island, it seems like, in Maryland and those types of areas, um you may get kind of uh, not persuaded, but you may get recruited to play lacrosse. You know, even sure, though yeah. football's you know your heart's in that. So, right. yeah. So, um, I mean, I grew up playing lacrosse since I was young. As sure as most, yeah, as most kids on Long Island do. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're a baseball player, I guess. But uh, I played tennis. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in sports ball. Yeah. Nothing wrong with tennis. Uh, I kind of wish I played tennis growing up. Now, in retrospect, with how my body feels. But, right. <laughs> um, Seriously. Yeah, so pretty much uh, grew up playing it, and when I transferred to Sachem, even though it was a football decision, and we moved there to play football um, because we thought and knew we wanted to play football in college, um, when I got there, I decided to play lacrosse anyway, and I think I had stopped playing lacrosse in, or playing summer lacrosse in like after ninth grade maybe, or after eighth grade, I want to say. And that's really when kids get recruited mm-hmm. is summer. Like so it just kind of team up like uh, I guess there's a lot of scouts and stuff and everything. Yeah. So so all the scouts show up at summer tournaments and and that's all they do is is they recruit the summer tournaments. That and, young though. Oh yeah. Wow. I mean, kids are committing, or I, I think they changed the rule, but kids yeah. used to be committing in seventh and eighth grade. But so they're they're literally scouting fifth, sixth, seventh grade tournaments. Like so. Oh my god. The, su- the summer circuit is where it is for lacrosse. Um, so I stopped playing after ninth grade summer. And I just wanted to focus on football and go to football camps and work on getting recruited for football. Um, so when I went to Sachem in 11th grade, we were, I think we were a top 25 team in the country and we were like the fourth best team in our division because you had Ward Melville, you had mm-hmm. West Islip, you had Smithtown West. Um, so they were all really good teams as well. But I think I wound up leading Long Island in goals that year, my junior year. And I hadn't Damn. been on like the summer circuit. So all the college coaches were like, well, who, who is this kid? <laughs> yeah, who is this kid that's scoring all these goals? Yeah. And looks athletic or whatever it might be. Um, but so after that year, it the recruiting thing heated up crazy. And I was, I took an official visit to Michigan. Um, Notre Dame had offered and UNC, like just all those like, perennial lacrosse schools that you think of yeah were recruiting me and offering me and um I always knew that football was where my heart was and that's where I wanted that's what I wanted to do uh so 
it kind of made the decision and the end easy. I thought I, I went through the process for lacrosse just because of the caliber of schools that were recruiting me. Right. I mean, I just, why not go through the process at least and see what these schools had to offer and what they said and, and all that type of stuff. But in, at the end of the day, I just, I went with football because that's kind of what I always wanted to do. And I mean, not even to mention the fact that you can't really play lacrosse. I mean, I guess now it's getting better, but back then, you know, seven, eight years ago when I was coming out of high school, there was nothing for lacrosse after college. Yeah. And my, my boss is out. lacrosse for like a few months. And right, for a couple hundred dollars a game. <laughs> right. This guy's all yeah. work. <laughs> right. And my, and my uh, dream since I was four years old was to play in the NFL, you know, so that was, that kind of, I mean, added to the decision of why to play Just football or football. lacrosse anyway. Yeah. Who's like the Alabama of lacrosse, like the Duke of lacrosse? There's Maryland. Yeah, Maryland's one of them. <laughs> Maryland's one I'm of just them. saying. Sorry, is Duke one of them? Duke is uh, one of them. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know if sure. there's a Alabama, just because of how dominant right. Alabama's been. There's like a group of maybe well, some new, five. More and more schools are starting to get like involved. Right. Yeah, like in lacrosse. Yeah, well, Denver kind of blew up a few, maybe five years ago. Yeah, Denver's been pretty good. I mean, the easy answers would be Duke, UNC, Maryland. A lot of the ACC schools. Hopkins. Just because where they are too. Yeah, but now honestly, the big time schools, the big money schools, um, Michigan, Penn State. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one or two more. Ohio State's pretty Ohio good. Ohio State. Yeah. yeah, those three are definitely. Uh, I think Penn State was seeded first this year. If, yeah, if I'm not wrong, but uh, they started. They didn't start um, that recently. They probably started up their programs, their Division One programs, like six, seven years ago. And Michigan was actually one of those schools. So my freshman year at Michigan, if I chose to go there, would have been their first year of Division One. They were transferring from club to Division One. But those schools put so much money into lacrosse because they had so mm. much money. So I remember when I visited there, they were telling me how they were going to have two locker rooms, one for your street clothes and then one like for when you walk in and then you'd walk into a different locker room for all your lacrosse stuff. Yeah. Every kid was going to have an iPad. They were building a brand new lacrosse stadium, a brand new lacrosse indoor facility. Like just the amount of money they were throwing at, at the program was crazy. So I knew that those big schools with the big money were going to go well, from, from the bottom right to the top because they were going to get all the all really good recruits and, and all that stuff. So those schools have done, I mean, in five years, they went from just starting a program to perennial top 20, top 10 teams. Yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you could have went to lacrosse, obviously. It's like you followed your gut, you followed your passion, you played football, you crushed it. I, I don't know the exact stats, but I know you had like 5K-plus all-purpose yards uh, in college which is super dope, and uh, and then you were part of the point zero 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 one percent of all people who ever uh, made it and, and was part of an NFL team, um, which is super dope also. So talk a little bit about that process. Um, I know that um, just hearing from our mutual friend Joe, he was kind of keeping me in the loop with, uh, you know, with the, I guess, the combines and the recruiting process and some of the, the recruiting questions, right. um, and just talk a little bit about that process and how... It just kind of went all about. Yeah, so that process was awesome. I mean, as you'd imagine, it was like living a dream. You know what I mean? Just from, like I said, four or five years old is is where I, you know, started to, I want to be an NFL player. And just like every other kid that plays a sport, you know what I mean, when you're young. Uh, but so that process pretty much was, um, you know, freshman year in college, I had, a, I had a good season. My sophomore year actually wound up uh, getting hurt and missing like the first eight or nine games of the season. 
which sucked, obviously. But then my junior, senior year, I was able to come back and be healthy and play really well. Um, that's when I had the bulk. My junior and senior is when I had the bulk <coughs> of that, of those 5,000-plus um, yards and however many, 35, 40 touchdowns. Um, and kind of like through my junior and senior year, there would always be scouts, like NFL scouts at practice. Um, you'd see them wearing their Redskins collared shirt or their Falcons, whatever team that was. Um, so they don't even try to like be incognito or anything? Oh, they're no. just like out there? Like, yeah, they're just always in their up? polo and their, their team hat and all these scouts, yeah. <laughs> don't fuck up. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that'll, I mean, I feel like I feel like wearing it will light a fire into your ass. You want to fucking yeah. perform like... Right, so, so, so <clears throat> at practice... When those guys are there, you're trying to turn up and it's like and, another level, exactly. Right. Yeah. And when it's not, yeah, if, if you're an older guy and you just had to play the game, you can you, get you know by you, you, can, you can chill a little bit, <laughs> yeah, you can, because you're trying to get ready for the next game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If the scout's there, you're you're killing yourself. But uh, but anyway, yeah. So after my senior year, um, I had already been in touch. There was probably about ten agents that were trying to sign me, and um. I had to go through that process. Some of them flew down to meet with me and my family or had phone conversations and wound up deciding on an agent, uh, played in one of those all-star games, um, did well there. And then the whole draft process was crazy because it was, uh, it was was that was my introduction to the business of football mm. and not just football. So yeah. I had teams calling me all the time, telling me different things, telling me what I wanted to hear, telling me this, telling me that. Like, and you just almost couldn't keep track of it all because there was so many different things coming at you from so many different angles. Uh, so on draft day, um, on the third day, so I was a, um, a possible late round pick, like a fifth to a seventh round pick to a priority free agent. That was kind of the range I fell in, depending yeah. on what all transpired on draft day. Um, and I think, I want to say in the sixth round, I had two teams call me. The, uh, the Seahawks and the 49ers both called me and told me that they were most likely going to draft me in the seventh. And this was maybe 10, 15 minutes before the pick, and then the pick popped up on TV, and the 49ers select, blah, 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 and it wasn't me. Fuck. And it's almost just like, they literally just told me. Like, yeah. It's a fucking prank. Why. Who the fuck's prank phone call? Yeah, yeah. Right? No, I wish it was, a, it was a call from... Like the actual yeah, GM, yeah. The, or no, the, from one of the scouts, yeah, yeah. One, of the, one of the people I had been in contact with. Yeah, so yeah. like I knew I had the number saved in my phone. Like I had been communicating with them for the months leading up to the draft. Um, but then, so after the draft, the way the, way the process works is kind of crazy. There's um, like... I already had, or me and my agent, because teams, what they'll do is they'll call my agent first, and if my agent's on the phone with somebody else, they'll call me. Um, but I already had maybe, I want to say six to five, five to seven uh, teams that had offered me a preferred priority free agent uh, deal, which is the way it works. There's drafted, and then there's a, a high priority free agent, then there's a priority free agent, then there's just a free agent, and then there's a minicamp invite. So like the more the more high priority you are, the more signing bonus will get offered and the quicker they'll want to lock sign, yeah. So so I was I was a high priority free agent and I was signed or uh, agreed to sign <coughs> with the Colts like before the, the seventh round was even over almost. It it happens so fast. If you're not if you're not like committed to sign with the team or sign with the team within, the with, within like an hour or so of the draft, yeah, then it doesn't look like you might get a be one of those late guys where they're like, okay, we need to fill we need to fill out this spot or we need to fill out this spot. But it goes so fast in terms of how many guys they have on the phone and, and how quick it is from when the draft ends. Yeah. Um. So I think I had like I said five or six teams that wanted to sign me, and it was kind of my agent had been doing all the work, so he had 
looked at the depth charts. He had been keeping track of the draft in terms of who what, yeah, 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 who they're taking. Um, and I almost I called him and, and he was like, hey, uh, we're in with the Colts, we're in with Indy. That's it. I gotta take care of a lot of shit right now. I'll call you later on tonight once everything settles down. So that was it. I had I think um, the Colts, the Chiefs, the Jets, um, the 49ers, and maybe one other team or two other team. But the, the in terms of the decision making, it was mostly my agent just because he's been doing all the work. So was that like whole like from the first day of the draft, like that whole like build up? I feel like kind of like was it like a blur or did it feel like like months went on? Um, uh, a little of both, I think. Yeah, I mean, I feel like at the when it's over, I feel like almost with anything, when it's over, it feels like it went quick. But when, yeah. you're, when you're in it, it just feels, it like, feels okay. like long. I was actually the day Saturday. The morning of the draft, I was actually golfing with Joe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think any of you guys were there. I, we weren't there, but I think yeah, Joe was. Uh, we were Facetime, and I saw. I think I was might have been with EJ. Yeah. Yeah, we were. We were golfing. Uh, literally before, like while the fourth and the fifth and the sixth round. Was going on. <laughs> yeah. So I got home like like probably during the sixth round, and that's when I got those calls from those guys. But uh, but yeah, it was definitely a cool process, man. And something I'm blessed to have gone through, and, and really glad that I went through. So cool. So for um, those, so for those who who don't know, you were signed by the Colts initially yep. coming out of college, right? Mm-hmm. Who's like the one player in that pro, like in, in the NFL? You were like, you saw him obviously in TV and like yeah. you hear him on the radio and you're like whatever. But when you see them in person, you're like holy fuck, who's that one person? Uh, well, the first person I saw, I think, when I walked in the facility was Andrew Luck. So that Damn. was one of them, uh, which was. Like he's he's a character man. He's a, he's a <laughs> I have I have a ton of funny stories about a yeah. bunch of players on that team. Was the neck beard nice when you first saw him? Yeah, the beard was. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, showing. Uh, it was out. Yeah, it was out oh, and about. Yeah. And flip phone too. He has a flip phone. Come on. What? Wow. Yeah, I have a funny story about Angel Luck. Actually, I'll tell it real quick. So we're sitting at uh, me, maybe four or five other rookies, and Andrew are sitting at a uh, lunch table. We're eating lunch during training camp. Yeah, it was either during OTAs or training camp. I can't remember. Um, but it was right when Game of Thrones was on, the like the second to last season in twenty seventeen. And uh I was like talking to one of the rookies, I was like, Yo, did uh have you guys um did you watch the, sh- the Game of Thrones episode last night? And one of the guys was like, Yeah, yeah, whatever, we were about to talk about it and Andrew was like, Oh, can you guys not talk about uh like Game of Thrones right now? And I was like, Oh, why did you like not catch the episode last night? And he was <laughs> like, Oh no, no. And I was like, Oh, did, are you like like watching like are you just not caught up on the season like are you are you planning on watching this season yeah and he was like oh no no <laughs> and i was like wait a minute like why can't we talk about it then? Like, you're not, and he was like oh, i'm planning on reading the book soon oh <laughs> dude <laughs> wow and i was like that was kind of that is an andrew luck thing oh, such a, yeah, yeah. Such an andrew luck thing. but he's he's the nicest guy and the best teammate and you know what i mean he really helped out the rookies and stuff yeah. like that. not he to was, mention not to mention a legend on the field oh yeah yeah, yeah he's just a funny guy though that's so funny. Speaking, uh, we're gonna get a little off. I just wanna get a little off topic. You're speaking of Game of Thrones. I know you're a big Game of Thrones guy. I love it. Yeah. What did you think? I need your I need your input. Well, so let me let me. So I binge watch it in three and a half weeks, like first season to, to the last. Like, did you watch this one live? Yeah, I I, I my goal was to like catch up and watch okay. it live, and I did it in three and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. So it was like all fresh in my memory and whatever I you know I saw it. Um, and I have an opinion on it, but I want to know what your opinion on the, like, the last season and, yeah. and the last episode. My opinion on both of those was, I, I think people, like the public, were a little too harsh on on it. And my take from the beginning of the season was no matter what they do in this season, they could do whatever. Like, people aren't going to like it. And there's always, like, because 
they almost like they're they're almost too good for their own like they're almost it was too good of a show for their yeah. own good like it's just it was impossible to live up to like all the hype all that build up and all that exactly yeah. especially two year break, two year break. Yeah. it was just impossible to live up to it um, there was definitely some things that I didn't like that I didn't love about the ending I mean I think Bran being the king didn't make any sense yeah. there was and there was also so many things that um, that like they left. I don't know if I want to say unanswered, but in six episodes with the amount of backstory that we had had from seven seasons, it was almost impossible. You would need you would have needed a fifteen to twenty episode season to answer all the little things that people were complaining about. You know what I mean? Like at the end, it was like, oh, but what happened to this? And why was John even a Targaryen? Yeah, yeah, why yeah. was this? Just to, to, to end all those storylines, so where there's no questions whatsoever. Like, I so just, abruptly, like, it was... Like, right, it, it would have been too hard for them to go through too much money and too much time to take all those questions that everybody had and, and end them completely, you know? See, I didn't I didn't feel that way because... Or, uh, I, I didn't I didn't have that two-year break. Like, I binge-watched right. it. Like, right. it was just literally like, all right, dude, I'm on fucking season seven. Right. What's next? Yeah. So you're right in there. I'm, like, ready, I'm like just ready to go, yeah. So I guess... I guess like that pissed people off because they had that two year break as well, so it was like the anticipation aspect of it. Well, how do you feel about it? Yeah, um, not having a break. I mean, he wasn't happy about it. I wasn't happy. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, so like, I, in hindsight, the, the last episode was actually pretty good. I, yeah. in my opinion, I think I think that whole season was so rushed though. It was rushed. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Like you, like, like you said, there was episodes. so much shit that like, yeah. like, dude, they were talking about fucking Nightwalkers for six seasons, and then right. it just ends. They, exactly. Ends in one episode. Yeah, it ends in one episode, and then they never talked about it again. And then like the fucking mountain is harder to kill than the Night King. Right. right. Like, this guy's fighting him for forty five minutes, and the Night King dies in one let's, fucking. I mean, let's just right. get to the real problem with the last season. Not one boob. Yes, yes. Uh, that, that's what it comes to. I don't want to say... You got Arya's side boob. You got Arya's side which, boob. Which I didn't really know how nope. to feel about. <laughs> I don't know if I should like call, my, call the police or like... Right, right, right. Go. You had to report yourself. But at the same, yeah. time, but at the same time, she was like... She, she's at the time, she was like... 20, no, now she's like 23. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's not weird, but it is weird because she was... I was actually reading something that she was... After that episode, they were saying that like the most Google thing... Was how old is Arya Stark? Yeah, because people were a like, lot of guilty oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, it was like a thing. But um, but I yeah, I think it was just it was just there was like you said, there's so much shit that was talked about, and it was like, it, like we never got like an answer to. Right, it, it was, was like, definitely rushed for sure. But I mean, every was, the whole show is so detailed, so yeah. meticulous, and then yeah. it's just like your six episodes. Five. Yeah, I did think the uh, the the battle episodes were really good. We're dope. Yeah, yeah the definitely. night one. The only problem was just like the the vision. A lot of yeah. people were complaining about you couldn't really see. Yeah. But the I mean, King's Landing I, one was sick. The King's, King's Landing one was dope. dope. A dragon ripping people, yeah. That was dope. That, yeah. This all sounds like another language to me. <laughs> oh, you don't watch it? No, I've never seen it. Who's your... Because I, I don't mind. Who's like the one character you're going to be like, fuck, man, I would miss this guy. Or this girl. I would miss this character. I, I mean, probably one that everyone will say, but Jon Snow and, and Khaleesi were two of the... See, mine is so like... Mine is Clegane. Yeah. I, I, I love that guy. He would have been the third guy. Yeah. Right? yeah. The Hound, yeah. <laughs> Just because he calls everyone, he calls everyone a cunt. Yeah, yeah. He says awesome. he, he says that word so many times. I was like, dude, this is my fucking spirit. Right? <laughs> right. I love, I fucking love this guy, dude. And Arya, not to mention he's a fucking badass. Right, Arya's pretty sick too. Arya's yeah. Arya's fucking Arya's, dope yeah. as fuck. Her story was awesome, just in terms of like where she went to, like where she was at the end of the yeah. show. Yeah, in the beginning, from the beginning to end was awesome. Yeah. just like that whole. That was my other thing too, but like, she spent how long like training to be like, 
you know, like the, the right. I forget the one fa- the the face the faceless person. Exactly, yeah. faceless and she only used it what once. Right, that's yeah. Or like I twice, wish, I think. I, I wish that was used more. Right. Why didn't she use somebody else's face and kill somebody? In I was scene? always anticipating she did, like, a whole bag of masks. A mask, right. and she used maybe like one. Right. She did it to uh, Walder Frey. <laughs> Walder Frey, and then uh, the the uh, what the fuck's the guy's name? The guy was like too old. No, that's Walter Frey. That's Walter Frey. No, Walter Frey is the old guy. Oh, yeah, who, yeah, yeah. Who, who yeah. From the Red Wedding. Yes. No, this guy was the... Uh, this guy was... Uh, what the fuck's his like name? The, he was the like a lieutenant. The Red Keeper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. It, when, when, like, they're bringing the girls in, and he's like, too old. Yes, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about, but I don't know. What that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get his name. But you, you know, the people who watch the show know who we're talking about. Yeah. She killed him with the... Whose face did she use to kill him? She had some, like, little girl's face on. Yeah, she was, like, a yes. girl. Yeah, she was, like, the little girl when he's, like... Right. Yeah, yeah, and then she the, the lady brings her in, and she, like, whatever, takes the fucking mask off and stabs him in the eyes. It was yeah. just fucking dope as fuck. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I probably would... I'll rate it, like, a like a six and a half or a seven out of ten. Just the last season in general. I didn't, yeah. like, I didn't think it was as bad as people thought, but there were definitely parts that I wasn't happy with. Yeah, I think I think after watching it, I think I'll put it in my top five shows. Yeah. I don't know if... I don't know if I'll put it one. Yeah, no, probably not. I'm not, I'm not confident in number one, but I, I'll put it in top five, definitely. Yeah. Is it worth watching at this point? Yeah. I, I mean, you, you, you don't have, I mean, you don't know any spoilers. So. No, I don't know anything. Even yeah. I did, I won't remember, because I'm not like, right. it doesn't, it's going over my head yeah, at this point. 100% worth watching. Yeah. You just gotta, what you gotta do is I tell everybody, you gotta make it through the first season, like, because yeah. there's so much shit going on, and there's so much, like, different storylines and different families and different locations, but, like, so in the beginning, it might be, like, a little, like, okay, come on, like, we get it. But after the first season ends, I think it, at least from my point of view, it was like that's when I was hooked. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I gotta keep watching. Yeah. I was even, I was even just, I was even like the first season's pretty dope when yeah, I was like, when I watched it. Yeah. The second and third season, because I think I started like when it was like in between the third and the fourth season. I watched those in like two or three days. Oh yeah, I just like ripped through those two seasons. Yeah. No, but I heard every, a lot of people say that the first season is just like. You're, I don't know if it's like story building or just overwhelmed, but it's not like you gotta pay attention. You know, yeah, as you go through the show, like you know, like the different regions and stuff like that. Like you're getting thrown all over the place. Like you have no idea where you are, who's who, like who's related to, who knows who. Right. It's not one of those shows where you can like be on your phone and like like be on yeah. Instagram and doing that, and then just look up every so often. Yeah. you'll be so lost. Yeah, it'd be like a different character when you look up every single time. Right. All right. So I guess I got some homework to do. Yeah. Watch gotta, up. Study up. Any so, other shows you're watching right now? Uh, right now, no, but I'm a big show guy. So would you have, would you put would you put Game of Thrones top five? Yeah, definitely top five. Yeah. Um, but I I mean Prison Break. I don't know if any of you guys have watched that. I've actually never seen that, but I've heard it was really good. Gotta watch Prison Break. Um, uh, Breaking Bad is a popular one. I Let's go. Well, I actually want uh, if your opinion on your like you have do you have a top five? <laughs> yeah, I can. I'm like curious five. on this I now. Go, I want to know your top five I can shows. Go to top five. Yeah. Uh, I, I no order. Okay. I do uh Prison Break, um. Game of Thrones, Sons of Anarchy, uh, Breaking Bad, and then the fifth one that not many people have heard of or watched, which I tell people all the time, it honestly might be number one, is a show called Banshee. Mm. Wow. It's on Cinemax. Um, it's, uh, it's... Anyone in it that we would know, maybe? Nope. No? Yeah. <laughs> wow. No, like, big What's name actors. There's... All right, so I'll go, like, a quick, a quick, uh, like preview i guess is first episode is there's this girl and this guy so a guy gets out of prison is like the first scene of the episode yeah uh, this girl and this guy it winds up being were in love like girlfriend or boyfriend and they were two of the biggest criminals like thieves in the world they could break in anywhere and steal anything um wind up getting set up um 
the guy takes the fall for the girl, lets her get away, and then the guy spends fifteen years in prison. The girl never comes to see, uh, never comes to see him once. So he's just sitting there in prison for fifteen years, like what the fuck? Like where is this girl? Yeah. He gets out of prison, tracks her down, finds out that she has a new name, new identity, new family, husband, kids, um, in this town called Banshee, Pennsylvania. Um, so he's in this bar. Shit winds up going down. The new sheriff winds up coming into the bar, and he's like, yeah, I'm the new sheriff. I just drove clear across country. I'm getting sworn in tomorrow. Some like criminals come into the bar. Shit goes down. The sheriff dies. And then this guy decides he's going to steal the sheriff's identity and he goes into work the next day. So now he, this criminal who just got out of jail, who's in love with this girl, is in the town that her new family's in and her, her new identity. And he becomes the sheriff oh, damn. Of, the, of this town. So That's pretty, pretty much, bro, like he'll be like, he'll be, he'll like walk up to somebody on the street, like as the sheriff. And who's someone who's doing what they shouldn't like shouldn't be doing, and he'll just like punch him in the fucking face. And, <laughs> and all these all these deputies are like, dude, like what the fuck? Like, yeah. What are you doing? You're yeah. the sheriff. You can't just punch somebody in the face. And he'll pretty much just be like, get the fuck out of my way. Like, I'm the sheriff. I I'm the boss. I do whatever I want. Yeah. So it's a it's a sweet dynamic. That's pretty sick. I need to binge watch really, this tonight. It's a really really cool dynamic, and it's one of those shows where you watch one or two episodes and you'll be fucking hooked. Like, is it ongoing or is it done now? It's done. Done. Yeah, there's four seasons. Oh shit! All right. Good. I'm, I'm, it definitely sounds like a week and a half. Not even, not even. Maybe like, yeah, maybe like three days. I think I've watched it two or three times. Yeah, yeah. season one to season one to four. Yeah. Wow. Might be, I might I might have to watch it again. I don't think I've watched it like. A <laughs> and a half, maybe, so I might watch it with you, man. Shit, yeah. I, I think the only shows I watch I only watch comedy for some reason. I watch sports stuff too, but. Uh, Actually, Wally got me into Punisher. Did you see that one? I watched a little bit of that. I don't think I like stuck with it. Yeah, but it was pretty good. Oh, I dude, watched it. you gotta watch it, man. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking nuts. Is yeah, uh, Entourage. Entourage. Oh, sorry, that's a hundred percent of my top five. Yeah, I forgot about that. Entourage yeah, is, I think should be in everybody's top. Five. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Did you ever see Sopranos? I've never seen Sopranos, but I feel like that's a top five show. Yeah, I've never I don't seen know. Sopranos. It's really good. Yeah, it's it's actually I don't know. It's both HBO. Yeah. I feel like. I would put them in Entourage on like the same, like what, like like five like five like five A five B type thing. Five A five B kind of yeah. Bro, another good one is Shameless. You guys watch Shameless? No, but so everyone that, loves that too. Yeah, I've never got it. I, I saw a couple episodes and then I couldn't get into it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like that's I just good. have to like Shame, stick I with like it. Shameless, yeah. yeah. Like that's like a good like. That's a put that on at like any point. Like, dude, I dude the one one I one that I always say top five people are like dude you fucking stupid and I'm like no fuck you I always like stand my ground Seinfeld. Oh yeah, dude. It yeah. is like I've seen episodes. I've never watched it all the way through. Oh, dude, I've seen I've seen, not every I haven't seen every single episode, but I've seen majority, and dude, it's, right. it's one of the funniest fucking shows ever. Right. That's like uh, the Office almost. Where people always like the Office, the Office, the Office. I've like watched it, and it just has it's funny. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'll watch an episode and I'll think it's funny. Like, I'll laugh. It's such a dry humor. Yeah. But it just has no substance in yeah. terms of like like the story line. story building. So yeah, I'm yeah. like, why? Like, I'm not, I don't I don't want to watch the episodes from front like from first to last. I'd there's like no like, story at all. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather just turn on a random episode, and I feel like I'm not missing anything. Yeah. That's the same thing with like actually I put Curb Your Enthusiasm over Seinfeld. Yeah. Have you ever seen? You ever I, seen? I've watched Curb. Yeah, not again, not all the way through. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of episodes. Though. Same, so same dude who like Larry David wrote, yeah, wrote, yeah, wrote Seinfeld, but out it's like it's like a rated R version. It's on HBO, but right. one of like the best. I mean, I, I there's like fucking so many shows. That I'm like, shows. Now that I'm thinking, I'm like, fuck, dude, yeah. <laughs> I gotta change top, my top five. Yeah, top five is tough. Always Sunny is like up there for yeah, me. Yeah, like there, there's some really fucking good shows out there. Sure. 
I think oh, that. I was like, uh. No, nah, I'm not a big show guy. Yeah, I just watch like obscure, like. Just, people who just keeps watches Blue Planet. Dude, or, I'm jealous of you, honestly, that you're not a big show guy because that means you have all the shows to watch still. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah, always like searching for a new show. I'm like, fuck, I watch this one, I watch this one, I watch this one. Like, yeah. And, and nothing compares to like those good, like, dude, oh. like, I, I always try to trace that high that I got from Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. And I can't like, fucking it, get it, it back. Like dude, it is like. It's kind of like. Dude, we we actually dude we were like so high on it that we actually watched this, the finale. Me, you, and Robin in yeah. his basement. We were like fucking glued to the TV when, uh, during the finale. But yeah. um, they, need, they need to come up with an invention where you can like watch a show and wipe it. I need that Men in Black shit where you just like fucking <laughs> yeah. just, oh yeah, just, just for TV is. shows, nothing yeah. else. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think they just announced that uh, Oakland Raiders are going to be on Hard Knocks. That's really? very dope. Yeah. 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 AB. Well, they got they, they got some they got some dogs on them, man. They got AB. They got uh, perfect. They got um. Who's the other receiver? Is he still on? No, he's on Baltimore. Um. Uh, Crabtree. Crabtree. Is he, is yeah. He on Baltimore? yeah. He's on Baltimore. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah. With Gruden too. Derek Carr. Gruden. Yeah. Gruden. Perfect. AB. Is Marshawn still playing there? Uh, Marshawn's oh, gone. Yeah. There's so many characters. I don't know how the team's gonna work. Wait, did they they got some? Uh, did they get some? Did they draft? They, they drafted a first round running back. They had fucking three first round picks. Yeah. Jacobs, Josh Jacobs. They drafted a dude from Clemson first. They drafted uh, Farrell, right? Cleveland Farrell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They drafted him first. Yeah, but they had a couple first rounds. Yeah, three, three, yeah, three, three, three yeah. first rounds. Yeah. yeah. They drafted the running back uh, Farrell, and then another yeah, another. That's, that's what they got for uh, the fucking Khalil Mack trade. Like everybody hated. Like, oh my god! You gotta get rid of your best defense. Unless it works out long term, people are gonna be talking that for a yeah. long time. Dude. So you, yeah, that's... year one, Chicago won like, you know, they made the fucking playoffs, and he's, he's and, and, he, and he single handedly. Not only yeah. single handedly, he he played a huge contribution to him to get there. Remember his first yeah. two weeks, it was like strip sack, fumble, strip back. Yeah, it was just like constant like interception, yeah. touchdown. Like he was doing it all. When you um, so you obviously been around a lot of NFL players and shit. Who's like the most uh, and you may have answered this question already because you said Andrew Luck, but who's like the most interesting NFL oh, player dude, you've met? There's so many. So I was in Indy. Um, I I say it, I always tell people when they ask me the funniest guy. It's funny. The two funniest guys when I was in Indy and when I was in Tampa were two of the oldest guys, if not the two oldest guys on the team. Mm. In Indy, it was Adam Benatieri. In uh, Tampa, it was Fitz. 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 Wow, it's magic. So, so fucking funny. Like, cause, and the way I kind of explain it, or the, the way I think, or the reason I think why is because just picture being a 40 year old dude, a 45 year old dude, however old Vinny is. Playing sports. Like, just for your whole <laughs> life, all you've been around is 22 to 28 year olds, majority, you know what I mean? 22 to 30 year olds. For like, that's the age range. The, the, the age of the league never gets older yeah certain guys will make it but the average age of the league always stays the same so you have new young fresh guys coming in every year true he's and seen he, it all he's never he's <laughs> never had to go to work to work and you know what i mean act professional and be you know what i mean so he's always like this like mature like yeah, you're fucking around still a kid you're fucking around in a locker room your locker room talk and yeah so he's just he's had some of the funniest one liner one liners i've ever i've ever heard there was a i need to know i need to <laughs> yeah. hear some I'll hear. I'll, I'll tell one story. So for um, our last OTA when I was in Indy, my rookie year, um, they surprised us, and uh, instead of practice, we went paintballing as a team. So the whole team went paintballing. That's dope. Um, me and Vinny were on a team, and uh, there were the game that we were playing was like you have to run, uh, and there was like a golden block or something, and there was like two sides, and you had to run. Each team had to get the block and bring it back to. Mm-hmm. 
to their side and me and Vinny were in this like little house whatever and we were shooting people and our special teams coach who, who he's shooting out one window I'm shooting out another window and our special teams coach uh, was like on the other team and Vinny was just kept telling me how he just kept trying to shoot him in the nuts and he was like I, just, I want to take this guy dick off and he said he's trying to shoot everybody in the nuts but that guy in particular and then uh, I know I'm drafting first round fantasy yeah yeah, yeah. And, then he, and then he literally uh, he turned around I think I think it was him he turned around and he was like dude the fucking the block's right there so we were sitting in the room for like with the five block. minutes and the block that we had to get was in the house we were in <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so I grabbed it. He was like, dude, take it. He was like, you're way fucking younger and faster than me. Like, just run it back, and I'll start shooting people in the nuts again. And, and then so I ran it all the way back, and we wound up winning the game. Wow. Oh, wow, that's so dope. That's that was so a funny sick. story about him. And then Fitz was kind of the same way. Just everything was such a joke. Like, everything was, like, a light, you know. You just kept the mood light all the time. It was always a joke or fuck this or fuck that. or it was. Uh, <laughs> I love it, man. It was fuck. real, real funny. That's yeah, magic. I mean, yeah. there's, there's so many guys. Frank Gore was. Uh, yeah, fuck you. Play. You were with him too, right? Yeah, I was in his. He was like. He was in Indy when you got. Yeah. Yeah, he was in Indy, and he was in my running back room all the time. Yeah. So he was a guy that. Uh, it was funny. I was so uh, like up on my playbook, and I studied all the time, and made sure I knew the <laughs> offense and stuff. And Frank was just like, who, like not who gives a fuck, but he had been in the offense for a he few years, and he he, he knows like he didn't he knows the key terms or whatever. Yeah. But I was just like in terms of like an X's and O's, and like if the coach would quiz us, we had a new running back coach, a, like a first year running back coach. Yeah. So those guys are always trying to be like more hard asses and stuff. And Frank would always be like, "Man, I'm sitting next to White Chocolate, man. He knows all the answers. Like, you better help me with my playbook, bro." Because like, I would always like be the first one to like answer a question if the coach asked or something. But yeah, a lot of those guys, bro. They're all cool guys. Everyone always asks, like, like are, are any of them dickheads or any of them this or that or like rookie hazing or stuff like that, bro. They're all they were all super cool. That's so, especially in like in Tampa, um, Jameis and Mike uh, Evans, Jameis Winston and Mike Evans were yeah. both like my age ish. They're came out after year three in college, so it doesn't seem like it because they've been in the league for five years. But we were both there. I think they're twenty five and twenty six, so around the same age. So I yeah. was pretty close with them and, and all that stuff. So it was cool. It was real cool getting to know a bunch of those guys. You're um you're actually boys with your friends with uh the reigning MVP of the league, right? Pat Mahomes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of my my good buddies. Uh we so when I was training for the Combine and Pro Day out in uh San Diego, um there was a group of uh four of us. Uh, me, Patrick, a kid named Cody who played quarterback at East Carolina and then a receiver um from Stanford named Michael. Um, and we became really close, uh, the four of us. And for the 12 weeks we were out there training, we just did everything together. And, you know, whether it was going to the movies or doing whatever, um, chilling, playing basketball at the hotel. Um, so, yeah, and then we've all kept in touch. We have a group message that we talk in every day and, and all that stuff. But uh, we, wow. we, all, we all knew he was going to be good. But uh, even he didn't. I was gonna you know, say, it, yeah. If someone if told anybody, you, yeah. if someone told you before the season, like, hey, Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Is gonna be, uh, if anybody tells you, in two years. right? If anybody said, or this was his first year, really, his yeah, first yeah, year playing, his first full year. Like yeah. we all thought he was gonna be good, but in terms of doing what he did and throwing for five thousand yards and fifty touchdowns, that's that was just unbelievable. It was so much fun to watch, though. Like just watch him and and talk about him. It was funny. I was. Uh, FaceTime with him before the season even started and he was like dude like the way OTAs went the way training camp's going he was like with this offense and the weapons I have and Tyree Kale and, J- and uh, Travis Kelsey and all those guys he was like it's gonna be crazy he was like 
I, I really feel good. I feel like I know the offense. I feel like I got everything down. He was like, again, probably never would have predicted 50 touchdowns and 5,000 right. yards. That's fucking but, crazy. And they, lo- and they lost on some bullshit this past year, too. Yeah. You know, it was like... An offsides call. Yeah, it was yeah. whatever, but... And I was I was rooting for the I was rooting for them and the Saints they got to go a, the whole way. They got a yeah, lot of, they got a lot of. Uh, he's still so young, so I mean, yeah, he's fucking young as shit, and he's and he's, he's, and he's still got a great fucking team. And they did, oh, they, they, I don't, I forget what they added in free agency, but uh, I feel like they added some dope pieces too they for him. Did. Yeah, I, I can't again. There's so many things. Yeah, so many. I can't remember exactly who. I think they yeah. added one or two really good pass rushers though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that team is already, it's probably almost the same as last year. So yeah, bro, they're they're gonna be good, and and he'll win a couple more MVPs for sure. Oh yeah. He's real, um, and then talk a little bit about. I know you uh, you had some experience at the in in Canada too in the CFL. Yeah, so uh, I signed with the Ottawa Red Blacks. Um, I want to say like January ish, February ish, beginning of the year. Yeah, um, and then I just recently. Tra- uh, I was. Um, when did it start? What's today? What's the date today? The eleventh. Yeah. I want to say like the fifteenth of last month, like May fifteenth ish, is when I went up there for training or yeah, training camp. Really, is what it was because uh, there's no OTAs, there's no like off season program up yeah, there. What is their season run? Runs like through the summer. Yeah, so it starts. Uh, the first games are June fifteenth through October, and then November um, is the Grey Cup. The end of November is okay. the Grey Cup, which is the Super Bowl up there. Um, but yeah, dude, just just out there in practice, my my knees, my ankles, my joints, my lower back, like everything is is really killing me. Um, my shoulder popped out again up there. I have a partially torn. It's a lot, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I wound up getting hurt in training camp again up there. I wound up uh, tweaking a groin, which was the same one that I tore two years ago when I was oh, in okay. Indy. Um, so it it that was kind of the final like the final, you know, the icing on the cake, if you will, but. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd say right now it's so fresh and, and I'm so newly retired, if you want to say quote-unquote. Like yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll say I'm like 99% retired. If yeah. something crazy happens and somebody wants to bring me in and whatever and I feel healthy enough and I feel like I want to give it a shot, you know, who knows. But mentally, I think, like, when I kind of made that decision and I was like, you know what, I, I, I don't really want to do this anymore. Like, I didn't want to stay up there. I didn't want to stay up there, get healthy, and then, and then continue to play. I kind of told them, I was like, listen, guys, I'm, I'm, I don't really, you know, feel feel up to it anymore. My body's killing me. Mentally, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, you know, somewhat checked out in terms of just getting hurt, working my ass off to get back, getting hurt again, you know, working my ass off. Get, and it just it was kind of like a... a like a never-ending cycle, yeah, almost. exactly. And it was just a lot. Um, made a good amount of money playing, you know, a kid's game, which mm-hmm. I say all the time, like, who, you know... If you would have told me that I would have been in my third year of professional football and, yeah, and made a good living and done this like five years ago, I would have been like, sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. Obviously, it's, I would have loved to stay healthy and, you know, caught on an NFL team and, and stayed around for, you know, eight to 10 years and all this stuff. But everybody's always going to want to do something more. And you know what I mean? You're you're always going to want more at the end of the day. So. 100%. And like I said before, it's like, Point zero 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 of one percent of anyone who's even had a chance to do that. So that's just super dope. Um, and I know that I think I heard that you were involved with some kind of uh, nutrition planning and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah, dude. Actually, so there's a uh, Sachem guys who um, named Mark uh, Chabori and Matt Riss that uh, were two years younger than me. I wanna I wanna say, and they uh, started up this company called X Factor Meals. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a, a commercial kitchen right in Ronkonkoma, 
Um, but they had approached me um, like at the beginning of the year or maybe the end of last year just about, um, you know, partnering with them and doing some stuff using my uh, network and my platform, you know, my name kind of around this area on Long Island where they, you know, sell their meals. Uh, um, and I had jumped at the opportunity because one, I'm, I'm passionate about nutrition. It's something that helped kept me healthy in college once I learned how to fuel my body the right way and how important it was. Um, so I definitely, you know, jumped at that opportunity and I've been helping them out in terms of like getting them into different gyms and different training facilities and um, different camps and lacrosse tournaments we've done now. But I've just used my, again, connections and, you know, platform to kind of reach out to people and and make connections with the company and, and, you know, possible, you know, places that we can go and sell meals and, and, you know, create revenue for the company. So that's, uh, that's cool. been something I've been doing and yeah, enjoying. So that's and awesome. You like, um, invest in the company at all? I just kind of, I didn't put okay. any of my money into the company. Um, I just kind of more, you know, helping them and, uh, creating revenue for the company and just kind of taking a royalty almost. Nice. Um, okay. But yeah, not to get into any of that stuff, but it's kind of, I've invested in a few, a few different companies. Um, but that wasn't one where I actually put some of my money. Okay. In What's your go-to, uh, your go-to X-Factor meal or your go-to like nutri- like your favorite meal, your favorite healthy meal, I should say. My favorite one that they make. So I get 10 meals a week. Um, nice. Every, every week. And, my favorite one is probably they do a chicken teriyaki, which is like a, a ch- uh, obviously chicken teriyaki with green beans and some uh, white rice on the side, which is phenomenal. But they have so many good meals. Yeah. If, yeah, if anybody is listening and wants to go check it out, it's uh, www.x-factormeals.com. Is it delivery? Check it out. Or- it, yeah, delivery. Yeah, so the way it works is you go on, you go on. If uh, so, I'm gonna. You have to have. Uh, they deliver on Sundays. And Sundays and Thursdays, um, if you want meals on Sunday, you have to have the orders in bef- uh, by Thursday night. Got it. And for Tuesday, uh, Tuesday before Tuesday night, if you want it on Thursday. Um, yeah, so if you go in and you could actually, I have, there's like a promo code for, for myself that if you want to go and type in promo code Dalton, D-A-L-T-O-N, you'll get, I think it's uh, seven, seven and a half percent off, uh, off every meal. Oh. So. Check it out, dude. That's that's fucking awesome. It's very convenient. You know, that's kind of the, the, the big selling point for me, at least. I've done it everywhere I went. I found a company even before I started working with these guys. Oh, nice. No cooking, no going to the store, buying food, no cleaning. You know, it's literally just... Especially with, like, a like an athlete schedule right. like yours. It's yeah. fucking tough to find a place to, like, exactly. for a time to cook. Take the time to cook. And exactly. even guys, even people that work 9 to 5. Yeah, you know, yeah. You come home and you don't, you don't have the energy. You don't want to cook and clean and do no. all that stuff. You literally just grab a meal out of the fridge, pop it in the microwave, and that's it. Even when I have the energy. I'll say even for the lazy fuck like me, you can, right, you know, right. if you want to just fucking pop a meal in. Right, but yeah. it's healthy, it tastes good, and yeah. it's convenient. Uh, so we're running out of time, but I wanted to ask you a couple more questions. For if you if you had to you know speak to someone of the, the young athletes out there who kind of want to follow in your footsteps and reach that level of success in high school and college and go on to be on an NFL team, what are the, some of the things that have made you successful? I know that you were focused on your diet and some of the other you know disciplines, but what are some of those things? I would say. Um... You know, for starters is, again, it sounds cliche, but work ethic, um, and it's it's consistent work ethic. That's one of the biggest words that I always, when I, when I speak to kids or if I speak at a camp, it's always consistency because 
there's so many people that I've come across, you know, through my journey that have been hard workers for a week mm. or a month or even a year. Yeah. But, you know, I've been doing this at uh, like a high level in terms of working out and taking care of my body from probably like fourth or fifth grade. And it's like something that never stops. You know what I mean? It's like it's day after day, um, month after month, year after year, just something where... And that's no matter what you do, whether it's football, basketball, or not even sports. Whether you know what I mean, whether you want to be a doctor or you want to be a lawyer or whatever it is, whatever career your career path that that you want to do, um, is just consistent work ethic, man, and, and and being consistent with everything you do. And then the other thing is is your mind. I think your mind is is mm. even more important than the physical aspect. Yeah. Of, of anything really, but it separates them. You know, yeah, it's number one. It's be- believing you can do it. Yep, exactly. But number one is believing you can do it. Like, I mean, if society has told me probably throughout my journey a million times that, okay, you're not going to play in the NFL or you're not going to do this or you're a white running back, you're five foot ten. You know what I mean? There's so many different things that, like, if you listen to the noise and, and you kind of start to believe it and something might go wrong and you might be like, all right, well, you know, I tried, but that's it. Like, no, you got to be, you know, um, relentless and and you know relentless in the pursuit of whatever it is you're trying to get after so it's kind of just you know believing in yourself um you know and believing in your preparation in terms of how hard you work and and what you've done and you know that you're outworking everybody else and you're outworking the next guy and and you're doing all the right things so those are kind of the two big biggest uh things that i would say to you know younger younger players so what's the the next step in your um career path Oh man, there's a joint retirement. Or? Yeah, for for now, I've been retired for all of about a week. <laughs> if that, uh, but no, like I said, if I'm I'm ninety nine percent retired, so I'm, I'm I don't think I want to do it anymore. But if if something crazy comes up, and you know, even if I'm doing something else, and, and somebody calls, and you know, the money's right, and the the situation's right, and the team's right, and and all that stuff, uh, then it'll definitely be something I think about. Um, but until then, or or even not until then, if, if that doesn't happen, or again, even if it does happen, I might not even decide I want to do it. But uh, either way, I'm gonna. I've been, you know, very very conscious of maintaining and making relationships yep. with you know big Smart. time guys while I've been a player, because it's so easy while you're a player to just go up to anybody really, any business guy if you're at an event number one. I've gotten invited to a bunch of, you know, things that I wouldn't have normally gotten invited to if I wasn't a professional athlete, but so when I'm there, it's, hey, I'm Dalton Crossing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or whatever, and one of the things I've noticed is, like, every business guy wants to be an athlete, every athlete wants to be a business guy, so it's, like, it's a very, very cool, you know, uh, situation in terms of that, so, and I was able to use that to my advantage and be mindful of it, Mm -hmm. that... I'm not going to play forever. The average NFL career is three years. You yep. know what I mean, I'm in year three professional right now. So it's kind of like I've been conscious of thinking about what I want to do after. So I don't know exactly, but it keeps a lot of doors open. Yeah. 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 It keeps a lot of doors open. I think I'm going to uh, go out to um, San Francisco in about a week and a half and then down to LA for some meetings with, with some of the guys I've met out there. Um, some venture capital guys. I was out at a uh, a thing last year, which led to some investment opportunities in the whole venture capital world. Um, so I have that event coming up again, 
and then yeah like i said just just take some meetings and yeah. talk to some people kind of figure out what i want to do figure out what opportunities there are but again just use kind of that network that i've built up you know through the past couple of years and uh and hopefully that turns into you know a good opportunity that that i enjoy doing good stuff man well uh for the listeners anyone out there who wants to follow you what's the what's your handles we got a D crossing 34 on Instagram. So that's D C R O S S A N 34 on Instagram. And uh, Twitter is D underscore cross C R O S S 34. I got, I got, I got one last question before you go. I'm, I'm, I'm fixated on the pizza and bagels thing. So I'm from Long Island. Okay. I need to know your favorite bagel spot, your favorite pizza spot. Easy. Wow. Better on a bagel. And I've never heard of that place. Where is it's that? It's in uh, Miller Place. Fuck. See, I'm like a little, a little farther so east. North yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, North Shore, yeah. Um, that place is, and I've I've been to them all. So Strathmore was yeah, Sage, that was Sage 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 fucking, yeah, exactly. That was a Sachem place, but better on a bagel blows Strathmore a little off. Damn. Okay. All right. Like the bagels are so like soft and fresh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So soft and fresh. For some odd reason, I want like teriyaki chicken on a bagel right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, favorite pizza spot. Pizza spot. Um. There's so many good ones, but one of another North Shore place is called Coliseo. Oh, oh yeah, dude. yeah, fuck, dude, Coliseo. dude, Coliseo is that's like Mount Sinai. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's almost Port Mount Sinai. Yeah, it might be Port. Je- it's right. It's there. like right yeah. on the border. If yeah. you're a spot that takes cash only, yeah, you're real. It's it's the one. It's hit or miss. It's gonna be uh, absolutely. It's yeah. gonna be absolutely amazing, or it's gonna be fucking raccoon meat. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking. But Coliseo was like yeah, Coliseo one of the best sites I've ever had in my life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Unbelievable. Fuck, I gotta try better on a bagel. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You gotta get out there. there there's uh, there's a couple on the island. I know. Uh, I've only ever been to the uh, Miller Place one, so yeah. I'm not sure if they're all the same or not. But I know there's multiple better on a bagels. We'll see. Shit, you guys gotta try it. Let me know. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Well, uh, you made Long Island proud with your football. You will continue to make us proud, and that will be following you all the way. So appreciate it, man. Thank you for coming on board. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, bro. thanks for having me. This on, is the guys. Warm Up Podcast. Peace. Peace.